Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke with Pastor Steve Pearson. So glad you've joined us on this 49th official recording, official episode of the show. One more and we will hit our 50th. We're so excited about that. And uh, so glad you can join us on these conversations. If it's your first time listening to Shouts of Grace Radio, uh, we have been taking a journey through the book of Proverbs uh, for a little while now. And... We uh, left off last show, uh, which you can go listen to again at shoutsofgraceradio.com or look for it on a, uh, as a podcast on iTunes or on uh, Spotify as well as Amazon and Google Play, wherever you, can, wherever you podcast, we should be there. And if we're not, let us know, and we'll do everything we can to get there. Uh, but again, you can go listen uh, to the past episode library right at shoutsofgraceradio.com. But we've been talking about living wise. In our last episode, we were talking uh, to men specifically about being men of integrity and facing the temptations that we face in this life and having accountability, setting good boundaries, uh, relying on trusted people uh, to be a part of what makes you a strong man. And today we're going to turn our subject to women of strength, uh, specifically looking at DNA of a godly woman from Proverbs chapter thirty-one. So, Pastor Steve, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and and we've got great examples of godly women in our lives, our wives in particular. Mm. Um, so, we're gonna just basically make observations, both from <laughs> from Proverbs thirty-one and from the way that we've been blessed as men to have uh, women uh, of godly character, women of excellence in our life. And we hope that this is just encouraging to women, but also to men. You know, men, be building up the women in your life. You know, be praising them, be pointing them to uh, these examples of excellence in the Scripture. There's so many great stories in the in the Bible about women of excellence. And, you know, one that I think of, Pastor Steve, is, is the story of Sarah, and Peter references it, how Sarah's attitude towards Abraham, who was not always a great husband at all, and, mm. and yet her character— her focus on putting the Lord first and the priority of putting uh, God first in her life, that speaks as a legacy of, of her godly character as a woman for, you know, thousands of years now. And so we have these great examples in the Scripture. And what, what Solomon is writing here in chapter 31, you know, he's looking maybe to his mother, he's looking to his wife, but he's he's basically compiled all of the the best of the best, so to speak. And and these are all things that I think for for women and, and for men who are looking to build up the women in their life, maybe you're a young man and you want to be married, what do I look for in a wife? This is a great starting point um, just for what makes a godly woman. So um, we're just going to start with kind of working our way backwards with verse 30, uh, which says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Pastor Steve, what we see first is that in the DNA of a godly woman is a woman who fears the Lord. She puts God first. That's right. That's right. You know, Keith, I'll say this too as we start off. 
you know, today society has painted a picture of what women ought to be. And it and it's 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 unfortunate because the 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 implication is that somehow God-fearing women have lacked what the world now is trying to portray mm-hmm. that they have to have. And, and, and I, would, I would suggest to you it's something different. I mean, if you think about it, in all the Disney movies and all the movies now, the, the days of the, of the men being the heroes are kind of subsiding, and, 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 and the woman is the strong one who's mm-hmm. beating everybody down and everything. And, 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 and this isn't taking anything away from the strength of a woman, but you see a paradigm shift in our culture with how people view women and mm-hmm. it really is this external strength that's yes. being portrayed like you got to stand up and you got to beat them back and you got to take your place and and in the bible gives us something different of as far as the picture of women it's an internal strength it's something that that frankly um when we talk about a woman fearing god it it is it is something that god puts inside of them and i think for, for just my my humble opinion on this is it's probably one of the strongest things in the world is right. a woman who fears the Lord. I mean, when you look at what happens in Proverbs 31 as a result of fearing God, when a woman fears God, I mean, the home, the society is shaken by it. Right. It's, you know, as opposed to this different view that's being put out there for us, we're take it by force. And it's just a, it's, it's, it's an odd comparison, but I sure. think God has, has given us the picture of what strength is, and it's not quite the same as the world is portraying. We're talking about a core characteristic that transcends culture, it transcends the time in history. You know, there's a lot of things that women culturally across the board enjoy now, a lot of freedoms and and equality that they used to not because of different cultural contexts. But the cultural context should not be what defines a strong woman. That's right. The That's strong right. woman, what you're saying is a godly woman where where there's a, there's a core value and a core characteristic of that woman actually goes the other way. It, it affects culture. Yes. It makes, it changes history. That's right. I mean, you've seen that historically just on a political social level, but we also see that in in the economy of God and the kingdom of God. Yeah. And, and praise God for, for the freedoms and the advancements. And I will say that the advancements that, yes. that women have had in society and culture and just, you know, in, in the workplace in the, you know, in, in, as far as the society as a whole, I mean, pray, mm-hmm. pray, pra- praise God for that. This isn't about that. This is about what the world defines as a right. strong woman right. and what God defines as a strong woman. And at the core of God's declaration of strength in a woman is someone who fears God. And and when that happens, Keith, as we look through this Proverbs, there's byproducts of that that frankly can't be had when a man fears the Lord. I mean, it's mm. the way God designed us. The, right. the impact that a woman has on her home because of the design God had isn't the same impact a man has. I mean, I mean, a man has an impact, but right. but this is this is role specific sure. that God gives to a woman that, frankly, without which the family would fall apart, the family unit would fall apart, and society would fall apart. So, so this isn't a downplay or a downgrade of the role of a woman. In fact, it's showing how important they are right. in fulfilling the role that God has given them, which begins with fearing Him. And when when a woman rediscovers or discovers for the first time. Her God-given role, that's right, and the influence that that has. You see families transformed. You see marriages transformed. You see uh, society transformed. You know now there's such a push towards equality that we're taking away 
you know, genuine femininity from women and we're taking away genuine masculinity from men where the things that set men and women apart are now being considered politically incorrect. They're being considered toxic. They're you know, all these different terminology. And what the Bible is saying, both both roles of men and women, when when those when a man and when a woman is fearing the Lord and putting God first, there's an elevation of both of them. There's an elevation in society as well. That's right. And and so you, to to look at the cultural context because there are images in media and in culture that you don't want your young girls to be looking for or yeah. your young your young boys to be looking for. And and the lines are being blurred and God is calling us out to to revisit or visit for the first time what he intended, what he designed yeah. in making them. It says he created them male and female. That's right. You know, and there was there was both an equality, a oneness, but there was also a distinction. Yeah. And the distinction you you said it so well, without a woman stepping up to her role in the home or a man stepping up to his role in the home. Things don't work. Things fall which is, apart. Which is the first thing he goes, if you reverse engineer this, when a woman fears the Lord, just right before that, in verses um, in verses 28 and 29, it says, here's, here's what happened. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Mm. In fact, the very first part of this, um, in verse 11, it says, the heart of the husband trusts in her. And so one of the, one of the first byproducts of a woman who fears the Lord is, is there is this adoration within the family unit Mm -hmm. of the people that she has the greatest impact on. And and I can tell you this, I I love my kids. I love my wife. I do not have that type of an impact on my family that, that she can have now, now my leading as far as, as far as a man and the husband and the spiritual leadership in the home has a different type of impact, but this is a nurturing impact Mm -hmm. that is just not programmed in man man is rough he's kind of rough around the edges he's, yeah you know hey you know stop stop crying no blood whatever you know right. there's something about the nurturing impact of of a woman in the home that brings her kids to praise her and her husband to trust her and and i can tell you just practically speaking my wife brings that side to the home keith that i that that i scratch my head and wonder god am i am, am i a bad dad because i can't do this mm. or or am I to trust my wife with this because right. this is the oneness that he's made us and this is her this is her lane. This is mm-hmm. her this is the area she presses into and she's great at. And and I think that's that's the byproduct when a woman fears the Lord. Her her whole home is in ordered ordered in a way yeah. that trusts her. Well, you know, men a lot of times they, they get their value uh, and their worth by their work. And yeah. you know, if you've ever lost a job, if you've ever, you know, been underemployed or, you know, you you were doing a work that was so either mundane or difficult. It just, there was nothing glamorous about your situation, right? And really, if you start, you know, swapping shop stories with other guys, yeah, I'm just not going to really talk about what I do, you know? Right. But, and, and yet you come home, and for me, I know my wife was always, you know, elevating the fact that whatever I did brought value to people's lives to my kids. And so my kids mm-hmm. were like, yeah, you know, there was a time when I used to work um, for the con- uh, the Coast Guard. And I wasn't in the Coast Guard. I worked for the Coast Guard. And and the way my wife put it, which was very true, is that I helped save lives because that's the primary mission of the Coast Guard is to always be ready to save people. And so my kids, you know, like dad's a superhero. And, you know, I'm thinking about the work I do, click clacking away at a at a keyboard and talking on the phone. You're like, what am I really doing? And yet the woman is bringing, my wife is bringing 
value to the home mm. and elevating it. And with that, I come home and I'm like, wow, mm. I like her. She's awesome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I like what verse 23 says. It says her husband is known in the gates when mm. he sits among the elders of the land. You know what I like about that? It implies that the reputation of the woman has impacted the man's reputation mm-hmm. and that he is known like, oh, you're, it's almost like, oh, you're the husband of Susie. Right, you're the husband right. of Jane, right? It's right. like, we know her because she's got this reputation and he's praised as yeah. a result yeah. of her conduct. And I just love that, that idea. When you fear the Lord, it permeates into your family. Even when you leave the house, there's, there's something about, yeah. oh, you're, you're, you're Trisha's husband. Right, <laughs> you're not right. Master Steve, you're Trisha's husband. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, there's so many times when, when uh, just being in ministry, sometimes it's your pastor Keith's wife, and now uh, you know just changing times and changing. I'm Angie's husband. Yeah, you know? <laughs> in my family, we'll go to the break here after this. My family went to a uh, a wedding for a bunch of family from Kentucky and Tennessee, and at the wedding there was Angie, Angie's babies, which were all of her kids, and Angie's feller. And that was me. That's <laughs> I didn't have a name all weekend. I was just Angie's feller, and that was a pretty good feeling. That's awesome. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. So we're talking about the DNA of a godly woman from Proverbs chapter 31, a woman who fears the Lord, a woman who is adding value and elevating her children and elevating her husband, you know, if if she's married, if she has children. We're talking about core values of a godly woman that sets her apart and may I say above the cultural norms, the cultural, you know, acceptability, you know, so many images in the media and in culture telling us what a woman should be. And yet God is saying, hey, let's take that to a higher level. Mm. Let's take that to something that is excellent. It says in verse 29, many women have done excellently. Well, that's pretty good. But you surpass them all. The godly woman is one that surpasses all norms, all cultural expectations. God is is elevating. And you know, the gospel does that, doesn't it? Mm. The gospel is has elevated the role and the value of women in culture. So many cultures where women are seen as second class or even animals have more value than women. Their children mm. have more value than they do for having those children. And the, the entrance of the gospel actually elevates the role of the women. You think of the woman, Mary, bringing the Messiah into the world. You think of the women who were there ministering to Jesus. The the women were the first witnesses to the resurrection Mm. um, to the point that Paul in a culture that very much viewed women as not only second class, but expendable, even in the role of of marriage. And and he would say, no, we're all one now. It's it's an equal level playing field at the foot of the cross in the light of the gospel. Mm. And so I would just challenge women as we continue this conversation, don't settle for normal. Don't... And, and, and men believe and and appreciate and praise the very best in your wife or in your daughters and the women in your life, you know, saying, hey, God's got better. You know, it's not just about normal. It's about 
excellent and and above and beyond mm. that. And you know, Keith, I would add this too. You know, in in First Peter three, when Peter is talking, you know, about about wives and the husbands' relationships, you know, he says something. He says in verse three, don't don't let your adorning be external and the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry and the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet, quiet spirit. And, and here, here's why I think that's important. Again, going back to this cultural contrast that, that we live in today, you know, women are faced particularly, I know it's, it's a real struggle here in Utah. They're, 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 they're faced with this external ex, with kind of this expectation externally of what they ought to look like. And I, I remember the first time we came, when, when, when we moved from California, I mean, it was like every, everyone was slobs there. I mean, everyone just woke up in the morning, you threw your sweats on, you, you know, you put your hair in a scrunchie, you know, women would go out. They didn't care. It was just like, this is the, we're, we're by the beach. Who cares what people look? We came to Utah and I felt like it was a beauty pageant. Like everywhere we went, everyone was made up perfectly, you know, and I'm like, man, this is, this is it. This is different. And, and I think what happens is, we let the culture tell us what's important. Mm-hmm. A woman lets the culture tell them what's important. The way you look, your makeup, the clothes you're wearing, the beauty, all of that external when inside it's, 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 it's kind of this slow death because mm. they're just kind of like, man. And what God is saying here is saying, look at, let your beauty be the other way around. Let it work, work its way from the inside out. And, and here's what I wanted to say on this. He says, as as this imperishable beauty with a gentle and quiet spirit, and 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 I want to make this clear because because my wife is 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 a wonderful woman, and she she is a strong personality. She will tell you, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people think when you become a Christian that you become you know you become this weak rug that you just get stepped on by society and by the church and by husbands and men. That is not what he's talking no, about here, Keith. The the gentle and quiet spirit is talking about what we started this off with a person who feels fears God, loves God, trusts God, even trusts God to the point where their life would speak to an unbelieving husband. Mm -hmm. It's this inner beauty and sanctuary where they have such a relationship with God. He's everything. It's not, I mean, you can have a strong personality and be who you are and have that gentle spirit with inside that says, God, I trust you with Mm -hmm. this, right? And I think there's a, there's a, there's a misconception there a lot of times. And like what the Christians are talking about is, you know, you know, put her down as a rug and and Mm. be gentle and quiet and shut your mouth and don't say anything that that is not what the bible is saying right the, but in fact yeah. i would say this key to the contrary i count on my wife to say things i right. count on her when i'm being an idiot i expect my wife to say hey dude um this ain't the right path and 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 i we're, we're one if she doesn't hold me in check in that then 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 i'm not taking advantage of the relationship god's given me that's very good pastor steve verse 21 of proverbs 31 says she is not afraid of snow for her household for all her household are clothed in scarlet mm. that key word there she is not afraid you know, of what's coming next. You know, That's there right. is there is a confidence in this woman. And and when you're talking about that inner beauty, you're talking about something that attracts other people to her and to her influence. And and there's a confidence that, that a woman who fears the Lord gains, acquires from the Lord, and and they don't they don't have to be necessarily extroverted, even though they can be, but they are someone when when a woman or uh, you know a man or a couple comes along and says, "Hey, how how do you do that? How are your kids so well behaved?" Or hmm. hey, you seem like you get along really well with your husband. Or how how do you juggle like running a business and having kids and all that kind of stuff? And she speaks from a position of confidence, you yes. know, because her relationship with the Lord is grounded. Yes, and and I think that is probably one thing I would like to say about this. My wife is a, a homeschooling mom, a business owner, a pastor's <laughs> wife, 
the love of my life. I mean, you know, we have a, a child with special needs. There's so many things about my wife's res- resume that's impressive. And there's been some difficulty and some hardship in, in all of these things. But my wife is a woman who gets up every morning, spends time in the Word of God, um, spends time asking the Lord for wisdom, putting God first. And, and, and it's every, she is very consistent. You know, I can count on where she's at at a certain time in the morning. She's going to be in the living room with her coffee and her Bible because she's got to have that coffee. And what I see is I see a woman who other people are asking, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it? And this, the opportunities just to point back to these simple things. Well, it's really about putting God first. It's about trusting him. It's about finding confidence in him when 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 there's things to be afraid of. It's not that I'm not afraid. Yeah. It's that I know where to go when I'm yeah. afraid and, and I've learned and, and my wife is really, you know, an example of, of the woman who's got her got her hands in all sorts of different things, mm. you know, from business to family and yet there's she a does. consistency. <laughs> I can yes, she does. <laughs> you know, I love verse twenty five. It is a, it's a bedrock. It's it's mm. strength and dignity are her clothing and yes. along what you were saying, and she laughs at time to come. You know what I like about that? It it implies that she's not worrying about the future. She's not walking around. She laughs at the time to come. And and I gotta tell you, this is this is such an assurance for me when I stress out and I like to worry about what can happen this, what can happen this. And we, we paint these realities of men that never happen. And when you have a wife that laughs at the time to come, she, my, my wife often says this, you know what? I can't control the future. Whatever mm-hmm. comes, comes. She, she essentially is laughing at it and it right. gives me assurance like, Hey, God has got this. And, and so I'm not going to sit and worry about, about all this. And so those are some, th- those are some strengths about, I think, uh, the godly woman. I love the fact that, that she's charitable in verse mm. uh, 20. She opens her hand to the poor and she reaches out her hands to the needy. You know, she's, she's a businesswoman, as you had mentioned, you know, verse 15, she rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household. First things first. She's yeah. up before people. She's, a woman of priority. Exactly. A yeah. woman of priority. I just love how, how all of these things put together really make up the godly woman. Yeah. And and these things just just as any sort of life discipline, these things are learned. Yes. They are acquired, they are practiced. And and my wife has a saying, she says you perfect what you practice. Mm. You know, if 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 somebody's a gossip, if somebody's a liar, if somebody's a thief, if they're a critical person, my wife just says they're just perfecting what they practice. Mm. You know, and and the same thing is with these qualities, they're things that have to be learned. And they're things that have to be taught. They have to be practiced. And and Titus gives us an example of the role of women in other women's life. Like That's if right. you are an older woman or if you are more mature in the faith as a Christian, God has given you the challenge and the calling to be a mentor to, to be an example to younger women and to younger women in the faith and to say, hey, there is a better way. There is a more excellent way. So don't don't be under pressure like you have to be all these things right now. Start with the priority of just fearing God, putting God first. And that goes for anybody. You're listening to this here, man. Put God first in your life and watch what he will do to make you a person of strength and of influence. But I tell you what, I am so glad that God's word elevates the role of women above the expectations of culture and that we don't have to settle in whatever our role is. We don't have to settle for normal, but God has called us to a higher thing. So if you're a woman listening, uh, we believe in you. We're praying for you. We see in God's word, he makes 
his grace, his strength available to you mm. uh, to be that influence on the culture. And start by fearing the Lord. It yes. all starts there. Right there. All right. Good word. Thanks for joining us today on Shouts of Grace Radio. We look forward to being with you again next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.